EO Fire 1336. You never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. What better gift could you give a friend or a loved one than the gift of freedom? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. Light that spark, Fire Nation. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, David Carrico. David, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to ignite. David is CEO and co-founder of Prime Mind, a new contrarian media company. He holds a diverse portfolio of angel investments and advisory board positions across media and technology. David, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Terrific. Um, I always like to start with the joke that uh, I like to come into businesses right as they're dying. Uh, So my, my first entry into the business world was as a music talent manager, right, as the music industry was uh, in a very, entering a very confused state in a post-Napster, post-apocalyptic world. Uh, And and now I'm doing it again by entering the publishing business in in 2016, which uh, digital publishing is uh, at an all-time strange state. So, So I like to think of my career as taking contrarian stances when others are running away from a business, uh, I like to look at the stones unturned. When someone's zigging, David is zagging. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> so let's talk about money. Let's talk about dollars and cents. How do you generate revenue through your business? My latest venture is a, a contrarian media company called, called Prime Mind. And at this current stage, we are focused purely on uh, user growth and and not generating revenue because of the state of the media business. Everyone is slamming ads on top of everything, much to the the detriment and chagrin of the actual content. And our our goal is to build a concentrated user base and a quality of content first, and monetize that that second. Uh, so at this stage, I guess the, the, the best way to answer the question, well, if it's a business, how does it exist is that we're fortunate enough to raise money from a group of angel investors who are, are in it for the long haul and interested in the large future revenue we could derive once we've built a real audience, uh, as opposed to trying to nickel and dime along the way. Um, I personally generate revenue through a combination of, uh, advising, consulting, and angel investing. I have a big angel investment portfolio. Love it. Cool stuff. Now, we're going to talk about your journey, David, as an entrepreneur here next. And you've had some good times. You've had some bad times. There's a lot of stories in there. But the one story that I want you to take us to today is what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. So take us to that moment in time and tell us that story. Uh, so as I briefly mentioned at when we began, my first foray uh, into the business world was a, as a talent manager. I was managing a roster of musicians for my own talent management company. I was 18 years old. I was also attending the University of Southern California at the same time, uh, practically flunking out of my classes because I was balancing life on the road mm-hmm. uh, with with life in the classroom, studying philosophy and business. Um, and, uh, one of my artists who shall remain nameless, uh, (laughs) was actually living in my house with me with, 
you know, the 10 other guys that I shared this very animal house style living situation with. Um, and I was, I was so passionate and believed so deeply, uh, in the potential for this artist to make it, um, that, uh, I was paying, paying for everything, paying for the direct TV bills, paying for food, paying for the clothes he wore on stage. Uh, and, uh, we finally got after trying and trying and trying for a year to this inflection point uh, where the music was just not selling. We weren't getting traction. We had him on the road with another artist of mine that was doing much better. And no matter what we did, we could not uh, break through. And, and I, you know, one of my kind of dearest ethics is, is to be a loyal person, both in business and, and in my personal life. And I, for the life of me, did not want to, to let go and kind of, you know, fold, fold and go home. Um, but ultimately, I, I made the really tough decision that I had to tell the artist to go back to their hometown and, and call it a day. Um, and it was ultimately the right choice because we, we, we couldn't break through. But that was certainly my worst entrepreneurial moment where you would put everything on the line for this person, really treated them like family. And you, sometimes you just don't win. Sometimes when your passion and uh, everything is aligned, uh, luck, uh, luck doesn't allow that. And there's a lesson to learn there. And, and you can't always win. You have to know when to fold them. So there's a great book by Seth Godin called The Dip. And a lot of people just think that The Dip is about, hey, you just need to get through this valley. Like, just push through. You might be just three feet away from that golden nugget. Like, just keep grinding. Just keep going forward. And the reality is, that is an argument that he makes. When you know you're doing the right thing in your heart of hearts, your gut, your intuition is telling you, hey, this is what I want to be spending my time on. But he also talks about something that a lot of people don't mention, which is sometimes when you're in a hole, the only way to get out of that hole is to stop digging. Yep. And all we have is time, Fire Nation, as entrepreneurs, as human beings, all we have is time. And we can't let this sunk cost fallacy of just because I spent time, energy, and effort in the past dictate your future. Your future needs to be dictated by your present state of mind. So that's my big takeaway, David. But what do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from that story? I think that there are two takeaways. One, very similar to what you just said about about learning when to stop digging and and learning when the experiment is over right i think that all entrepreneurial endeavors are really experiments in a lab and and you know when scientists conduct experiments they they try to do so as objectively as possible and understand that some experiments fail and i think that the entrepreneurial manifesto and rhetoric is such that uh, we don't give enough credence and, and conversation to the benefit of that failure and knowing when that failure is real uh, and not trying to just spin the failure into some some minor success. Um, and I, so I think that's very important. I think that there's also a lesson in there of, uh, of no, knowing where to create boundaries in business. And I, I think ultimately uh, – by inviting this person into my home and kind of taking care of every aspect of their life, um, I didn't allow boundaries to be created that, that were probably very necessary. And and I often think back and wonder if I had created more boundaries, um, maybe we would have had more success. So let's shift now, David, and let's talk about another story in your journey. This one's going to be what you consider one of your greatest aha moments. I mean, you've had a lot, but what's the one that you think would make a valuable impact on our listeners today? And take us to that moment and tell us that story. I created a company called Event Live that 
Uh, I sold to Yahoo uh, in 2013, and that, that became Yahoo Live. And, and after that acquisition, I took some time focused on angel investing and advising in some companies. Well, but but really, for the most part, um, I, was, I was just spending a lot of time meditating and thinking and really trying to figure out what – uh, what I wanted to do next, and it, and it got to a point where uh, I was very frustrated. I'm a I'm a very Type A person who constantly needs to be engaged and active, and I had a, I had more free time than I knew what to do with, and was getting angry at myself and and looking at my peers who were on to the next thing and and busy, and I was getting jealous, and I was beginning to feel a set of emotions that I knew were not productive. Um, and I kept trying to force myself to come up with some idea that was going to engage me cre- creatively and entrepreneurially. Um, and it, it, my, my greatest aha moment was uh, coming up with the idea for, for my current uh, venture, which, which is Prime Mind, and it was really a process of letting go. Uh, it wasn't till I let go of trying to find that perfect new venture and and created the space for myself to to look at what I was truly interested in, um, which was digital media and and the quality of content, uh, and, and really understand everyone is making listicles. Everyone is is in the video space. Everyone is trying to make shorter, sexier, faster content, uh, mobile-enabled for you to perfectly consume while you're at the checkout line. Uh, The word snackable was said in every content-related media meeting I've ever been in. And and I, I, when I finally kind of gave myself the space to let go of finding that perfect thing and started to let my mind wander and thought, well, yeah, snackable content's really great, and I love a good cat video with a dancing bear who's catching the pink balloon just like the next guy. There's got to be a space in our society uh, for young people to focus on self-development, self-exploration, reading things that require critical thinking. And, and who is doing that uh, in a digital publishing medium um, and I didn't feel like anyone was, was doing that, uh, justice. And, and it was finally when I allowed myself to have the space to kind of think about these things that, that I said, well, I, I know, I know how I would want to build this for myself and maybe, maybe I could build this, uh, for a greater community. And that, that was the origin, uh, story behind Prime Mind, which, which for me was definitely, you know, the biggest aha moment of my career to date. Fire Nation, this continues along our theme right here that we were talking about in the last story. We only have so much time, energy, and bandwidth to think, to create, to act. We have to make sure that we're giving ourselves the space to do that because if we just have these blinders on and our nose to the grindstone and we don't look up to breathe, to breathe or to look around or do anything – we might be going down that wrong road. We need to take a step back and say, hey, what's out there? What feels right? What sounds right? What's the world doing? What does the world need? How can I fill that void? That's my big takeaway, David. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your story? I think that we encourage as a society constant movement, constant motion onto the next behavior I think that our media encourages this. I think our social media habits and our mobile digital diets encourage a a news feed style approach to life where there's always something else around the bend. And I think that for me, the, the greatest blessing has been to learn to be present, 
uh, and to and that often thinking actively thinking the voices inside of our heads uh, are much to the detriment of the silent creativity uh, that lurks deep within the subconscious where where real to entrepreneurial creativity lives it 's not in the active strategy meeting and the active analysis of of uh, of anything where the brilliance lies, it, it is in the space between moments. And I encourage that entrepreneurs in every space figure out how to integrate those space between moments into their daily lives in order, in order to potentially have those creative moments more frequently. What's your biggest weakness, David, as an entrepreneur? My age. Uh, I, I, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm 25 years old. I'm still very young. And I think there is a culture of believing that only 25-year-olds create the next billion-dollar thing. I think that's BS. Um, and I think I look at entrepreneurs that I really respect uh, who are much wiser than me and have much more experience um, in, in various areas. And I think that being, being as young as I am has its drawbacks, uh, as well as its, its pros, certainly, but, but has its drawbacks because I just haven't experienced the same number of cycles, companies, um, et cetera, as, as, many of my, as many of my elders have. What's your biggest strength? Effective decision-making and, and swift decision-making. I think that um, I have an instinct that I trust, and although I don't think I am hasty, uh, I, think, I think I effectively make decisions, which ends up benefiting the whole team. So you have a lot of things going on today, this moment in time, but what's the one thing you're most fired up about right now? Wow. So this morning, a woman named Maria Popova tweeted about Prime Mind. She is the lady behind uh, a blog called Brain Pickings, and she was a huge inspiration uh, for the kind of content and stories and, and thought that we wanted to uh, create at Prime Mind, and, and she noticed us and gave us some attention, and uh, myself and my whole team, who were huge admirers of her, got got very excited this morning about that because it's such a beautiful thing when someone who's inspired your path and journey is able to kind of acknowledge uh, acknowledge something you've built that was inspired by them, and you know I think that's often the beauty of creating art in whatever form that might be. In Fire Nation, does it get any better than that when somebody that you know, like, and trust, somebody that you admire, someone who's inspired your work on potentially numerous levels is now going ahead and sharing your work that you are inspired by them to create or at least given some potential courage to go forth with, and now they're recognizing that. I mean, that is the ultimate. I can see why, David, that was your answer here. And Fire Nation, we got some killer things coming up in the lightning round, so don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute and thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, consider all the time you spend on your mobile phone, in line at the grocery store, while you're laying in bed about to fall asleep, even when you're sitting at a cafe enjoying your drink of choice. They're constantly at our disposal, making sure there's never a dull moment. In fact, we're on our mobile phones so much that keeping personal and business calls separate can be tough. You might even use two mobile phones, but that's expensive, and not to mention annoying. What if you miss that one big call you've been waiting for? That's why I use eVoice. You don't have to buy a second phone to get a second 
online. There you go. Now you've got yet another reason to love your phone. So go ahead and grab it. Yep, that's the mobile phone right in your hands and visit evoice.com to add a second line today. Evoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit evoice.com and use promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. David, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm prepared. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing. I, I'm, the, I'm the son of entrepreneurs. So for me, on being an entrepreneur was like going into the family business. If, if my father had been a fireman, maybe I would have been a fireman. Um, but, but to me, it was kind of the opposite of I didn't know how to have a job and have a boss. I, I, was, I was too crazy to do something like that. So I always knew that I'd, had to, I'd have to be my own boss because no one could handle me. What is the best advice you've ever received? Communication within a team and transparency within a team is everything. Um, Much like a family or a relationship of any kind, the way you interact with your team members and the culture you set early on in a company ends up becoming that company's legacy and destiny. And um, I I really believe that and and take take that culture creating very seriously uh, in all my business endeavors. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Every morning I wake up and either run or meditate. And I, you know, I think of those things as, as interchangeable because I think, like I was saying earlier, to take that space um, before I check my email, before I dive in on Slack with my team, um, to take that space and, and have an open mind up kind of above the clouds and, and really be creative is, is crucial for not being reactionary throughout the day. Share an internet resource like an Evernotes with Fire Nation. I'm a big Wonderlist fan. Uh, I really like creating lists throughout the day of action items and checking them off as I go. I find it very therapeutic to have things checked off in my list and have it kind of sync across all my devices. So when I'm in a meeting, it's what I use to, to create action items, and I find it really useful. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? There's a book that's not really a book. It's a very small book, but it is David Foster Wallace's commencement speech. I believe it was at Kenyon College, and it's called This is Water. And it is a commencement speech that they turn into a book that details um, David Foster Wallace's outlook on perspective and how important having – how how as an individual you are – have control over nothing except the ability to control your perspective and outlook on the people around you and having empathy for those around you and how that can change your life. And it's this, though his words are so eloquent and profound that uh, ever since I first read it, I, I leave it on my nightstand and it, it, I try to look at it every morning and kind of remember the wisdom from it because uh, it, it, changed, it changed my perspective permanently. Well, David, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Do I have a power cord to charge the laptop? Yes, identical to Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think... 
given my skill set, I would I would create a set of vertical content companies and use the five hundred dollars on Facebook advertising. Uh, and I would think about creating interesting and relevant content for different audiences that would be published only on social media, and then I would throw ads on top of those. Uh, content verticals in order to monetize. I think that the way why I would do this is I think it, it, it's easy, and I think that the way people are thinking about content is wrong. I think um, we have these notions of virality that are very inside the box. Oh, it's viral if it is cute or sexy or whatever, and doesn't give credence to how uh, how intellectual and intelligent many people are, and how much. Those people crave interesting content and will share that content with their friends if it's relevant and makes them think and learn. Um, and so I, I, I would, I would, that's the route I would go. David, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I'll end with a quote that I like, and it's by Buckminster Fuller. Uh, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And that's a, that's a quote uh, I think sometimes bandied about in Silicon Valley, but it's a quote that's always really <laughs> spoken to me. Um, uh, in terms of contacting me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Carico. Uh, you can email me at david at primemind.com, and I encourage you to. Uh, I'm always open for, for conversations on the future of media and how we can be better critical thinkers. And of course, they can head over to primemind.com, I'm assuming. And primemind.com is the place to be. Killer. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with DC and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type David in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. And of course, you can email him directly, which he encourages you to with any questions you might have, Fire Nation. David at primemind.com or just go directly to primemind.com. Check that out. And David, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for having me. How much do you love your mobile phone? The answer is probably a lot. Not that you need it, but I'm about to give you one more reason to love your mobile phone. With eVoice, you can get a second light added so you'll never miss another business call again. It's like having two phones in one. eVoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit eVoice.com. Use promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com. Promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? The Freedom Journal is a gorgeous, leather-bound journal awaiting you at thefreedomjournal.com. Ignite! Ignite!